Ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, stone shop owners from across the fruited plain, this is the Fab Lab Podcast, and I am your host, Aaron Crowley. So glad to be tuning in with you for episode 133, Beat the Competition to the Punch. Three simple steps to turning existing quotes into more sales. Kind of a continuation of the theme from last week, talking about how to turn existing sales into more dollars, ultimately more profit. Well, there's three simple steps that you can take to turn and close more sales without having to do any more advertising, without having to increase the number of quotes that you're producing. Super simple. Equally impactful to your bottom line in terms of the amount of value that's going to be delivered here on this episode. I'm talking tens of thousands of dollars. Literally, if you will implement what I'm going to share with you today, and it's easy to implement, just takes a little discipline, it will literally translate into tens of thousands of dollars that's just waiting for you to pick it up, waiting for you to just grab it. It's out there. So I'm going to share that with you today. Now, it's interesting. When I started my stone shop in October of 1998, I had no sales experience. <laughs> so the first five, six years of being in business, running a stone shop, um, sales was it was kind of tough. It was, uh, it was a challenge. Trial and error, lots of error, and it was a trial for sure. One of the most common experiences that I can look back and, and see was that a typical process for me, you know, we'd have an inquiry, someone would call in or stop in, or they'd hear about us and say, hey, we want to get a quote, and I'd get around to going out there, taking dimensions, and it'd take me, I don't know, two, three, four days, depending on how busy we were, before I'd finally get around to putting that into Excel and creating the format and having the quote done. And then I might get around and sending it. Well, then that sent quote back in that era, you had to actually print it off and we faxed quotes. <laughs> For some of you who haven't been in this industry very long, that's what we did. That's how quotes were sent. You didn't email quotes to people back then. Fax the quote and then I'd put the, the faxed quote on my desk. And, and over time, that stack would get taller and taller and taller. And when it would get to the point where it's like, I can't ignore that anymore, I'd realize, okay, this probably means since I haven't heard from anybody in that stack, I should probably reach out to some of those, po you know, those folks and find out what their decision is. So I'd muster the courage. I'd psych myself up. I'd grab that stack of quotes, and I'd maybe go to the oldest one first, and I'd start calling through those quotes. Hey, I did a quote for you, you know, two or three weeks ago. And here's what I would oftentimes hear. They'd be like, oh, oh, yeah, Aaron, Crowley's granted. Oh, yeah, we already decided to go with somebody else. I'd be like, Oh, dang. All that work of the appointment and the quote and the follow-up was for nothing. But what was even more interesting was how many times I heard this. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, we already hired somebody. In fact, the job's already done. They finished the job like two weeks ago. I'd waited so long to follow up on the quote that they had had time to hire somebody else who also had time on their schedule to complete the job. And I remember one time being down at my uncle's office. He was a very successful, still is, very successful businessman, big-time sales guy, big-time sales guru. And, and I was kind of mystified by this. The, 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 the obvious flaw in my system was not obvious to me at the time. And I'm down there, and I was kind of scratching my head going, I don't get it, man. I kind of get around to calling these people, and then everybody's already, you know, they've already <laughs> bought countertops. And he sat up, and he got this really stern look on his face, and he pointed at me, and he's like, Aaron, exact words, you're a damn fool, which just jarred me. I was like, wait, what? And I sat up like, okay. I mean, tell me more, I think. He went on to basically explain to me, if you're, if you're doing that work to do the presentation, to send the quote, and then not following up on it, you're putting your business at risk. Now, at the time, there was so much work. It, it, we were able to be successful in spite of my lack of sales training. But what he taught me revolutionized 
the sales process, it was so impactful. He showed me this tickler file, this kind of accordion-shaped manila uh, folder that he'd put his quotes in, and it allowed him to systematically follow up with people in an appropriate time frame. I went back and incorporated that. We had a much shorter sales cycle, obviously, so I just translated that into countertop sales. It truly revolutionized our sales experience. So fast forward, you know, we get into the, the, the mid 2000s and the great recession hits and all of a sudden it gets really competitive and we have to take our sales game like way up from there. And so it was again, trial and error, learned so much. But in the process of that over owning my company for 20, almost 23 years, I did hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of in-home sales presentations. So I'm going to tell you the other side of this now, what I heard kind of from a different perspective. So once we had tightened up our sales system and it was rocking, it was, we crushed it. I've trained lots of people to use this and they crush it in their sales you know, organization or in their business as well. I would hear this all the time. It was like being on the other side of the conversation. I'd get there and I'd say, well, Mrs. Jones, we'll have you this quote by tomorrow. And people would be like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll believe that when I see it. You know, we've, we've, I, I heard this all the time, being in people's homes or being in the showroom. When we would tell them, we would turn the quote in a day, next business day, they would say, we've talked to two or three other people. It's been a week and we still haven't seen or heard anything from them. I heard that all the time. Right up until the point where I sold my company last summer, that was still a common experience that people were having. They, they were basically talking to fabricators who were just like me back in the early 2000s who didn't understand the principles that I'm about to show you today, that I'm going to describe and explain. Very simple, very straightforward, very implementable, if that's a word, in your business. And I am telling you, you can literally start this on Monday morning. And you will immediately begin to see sales results. You will see improvement to the closed sales in your business. And you don't have to do any more advertising. You don't have to generate any more leads. You don't have to do any more quotes than you're already doing. This will convert more of those quotes to sales. I promise you. Now, I want to talk about something else real quick. A brief aside. A mention from No Lift Install System. If you would like to turn your existing labor force into more installs in the same way that I'm going to show you how to turn your quotes into more sales, you got to check out No Lift Install System. If you're sending shop guys from the shop out into the field to help your installers, there's an opportunity there. If you've got a three-man crew right now that you're sending into the field because you know those countertops are too heavy for two guys, got an opportunity for you. If you've got two three-man crews, for example, Putting those countertops in, massive opportunity for you to increase your capacity, which you're going to need to do because you're going to be closing more sales at the end of this podcast. You're also going to need to figure out how to install more countertops once you've sold them. So a no-lift install system is that third guy. One time we had a customer at no-lift system say, I I was able to eliminate a full-time position in the field by buying the no-lift. The no-lift is a small, small, small fraction of the annual pay that you would pay an installer in the field. So whether you're sending shop guys out, it's going to save you huge money. You keep that shop guy in the shop where they belong. So the the jobs are ready the next morning to install. If you got a three-man crew, you can repurpose that third guy, put him to work somewhere else in the business, maybe making more countertops because those two guys in the cart are going to be able to do the same amount of work or more that three guys could do. And if you got two three-man crews, buy a couple of no-lifts, and now you can have three two-man crews without increasing your labor by a single penny. Massive, massive, massive ROI, return on investment, profit to your bottom line, money in your pocket by putting a no-lift install system to work in your company today. So visit noliftsystem.com, talk to one of the pros, and get yourself a no-lift install system. Now, 
Let's talk about how to get more sales out of those quotes that you're already doing. Three simple steps. Number one, shortening the turnaround time from when you talk to the customer and send the quote. Basically, sending the quote the next business day, making that a discipline, making that a commitment, never varying, never deviating, setting a new standard in your sales department. Quotes are always sent the next business day after the presentation. Number two, next day follow-up. Kind of to my uncle's comment about me being a damn fool, following up systematically, ruthlessly, consistently the day after the quote is sent. And then lastly, asking for the sale. When you get that person on the phone, the day after you've sent the quote, the day after you conducted the sales presentation, simply asking them for the work. So we're going to get into these three simple processes. These three simple steps are going to revolutionize. You're going to see an immediate increase, an immediate improvement in your close ratio and the number of jobs you put on the schedule, and you don't have to grow your leads. So let's get into it. Sending the quote the next day. Basically, if you can establish a criteria within your business, whether you're doing the quotes yourself or if it's your sales staff, doesn't matter. You need to commit and then be disciplined, ruthlessly committed to following through on this. Now, there's a couple of reasons why. Here's what your customer's looking for. Your customer who has contacted you and says, I'd like to get a price on my countertop project. What they want to do is give you money. That is a customer with money in their pocket who is looking, searching, seeking somebody to have that exchange with. They want to give money in exchange for a countertop, which is what you do. Here's what's really interesting, though. When they talk to somebody who makes countertops that they want and they ask for the price and then they don't get it, days and days and days and days go by without the price so that they are prevented from making that exchange, that creates a a cognitive dissonance. It creates suspicion in the mind of the customer. Not only does it open the door for your competitor to slide in there and close the sale, it creates this question mark in the mind of the customer. They're going, hold on, hold on this, something, something's not making sense here. And most affluent homeowners who can afford to buy countertops are going to be coming from the professional world where this kind of stuff is not the norm. They're scratching their head going, I, this doesn't make sense. Something's wrong here. Maybe they don't know what's wrong, but they're going, it doesn't compute I'm saying I want to give you my money, and yet you're not giving me the price to allow me to do that. That creates a barrier for them to buy from you. It creates suspicion. Maybe there's a question in their mind. If these people can't show up with the quote for five days after we've talked to them, what's the likelihood they're going to show up with my countertops on time? I'm telling you, people draw that conclusion, professionals especially. And most professionals are already suspicious of contractors in general. They don't necessarily hold contractors in general in very high regard. And so you're already at a disadvantage. So when you come in there and you don't provide the quote in a timely fashion, it says something that you don't intend to say. And it doesn't help you close the sale. But the opportunity, twofold. If you tell them after your conversation, either you receive the drawings, you maybe talk to them in the showroom, or you conduct a sales presentation in their home. If you tell them, this is fantastic. I understand what you need. I understand what you want. I'm going to produce a quote. You will have it tomorrow. Number one, you've set a commitment, which is your first test case. They're measuring. They're taking your measure. When you follow through the next day, it's going to differentiate you so tremendously from the competition because I'm telling you, the norm is to not turn quotes quickly. You're going to stand out in and of itself, irregardless of how good a job you're going to do on the, on the, <laughs> the actual work. The fact that you sent the quote according to what you said you would do, is going to be a massive increase in the likelihood that that customer is going to buy from you. 
And secondly, you've beat the competition to the punch because most of your competitors come in there with their dirty boots. Nothing wrong with that. They're going to come in with a tape measure. Nothing wrong with that. A pad of paper. They're going to take down the dimensions, say, I'll get back to you with a quote. And then five days go by. When you come back the next day with that quote, boom, you have short-circuited. You have increased the likelihood that you're going to complete this transaction before that other fabricator, before your competitor even gets back to the shop and produces the quote and sends it. So that's number one. You got to send your quotes the day after. You got to commit to that, tell the customer what to expect, and then follow through. You're going to wow their socks off just by doing what you said you were going to do, and you're going to beat your competitor to the punch. Now, here's the next critical step. Remember my uncle calling me a damn fool for not following up for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks? Well, short circuit that by following up the next day, next business day. You talk to the customer on Monday, they got to have that quote on Tuesday. Wednesday, systematically, you got to call and follow up. Mrs. Jones, I sent you a quote yesterday. I just wanted to make sure that you received it. Did you receive it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, sometimes our quotes get put into spam folders and our customers don't see it. I just wanted you to make sure. I wanted to make sure that you had seen the quote. Well, hey, well, I got you on the phone. Do you have any questions? That's the sum total of the first stage of the follow-up. If you simply follow up. It's like offering a high margin upsale. You don't have to sell it. You simply have to present it and then take their money. Same thing is true. When you follow up, when you follow through on the sending of the quote on day one, and then you follow up to make sure that they received it, you have now put two massive pluses in the plus column, increasing the likelihood that that customer, if you do nothing else, If you don't have a great sales presentation, if you have nothing to differentiate you in terms of the way that you are going to install the countertop, if you do nothing else other than send the quote and then follow up and ask that they got it and then ask if they have any questions, you have dramatically increased the likelihood, even if your price is the same or higher than the competitors because you've beat them to the punch. And the fact that they haven't gotten a quote from the competitors is creating a dissonance with them and a suspicion and maybe a sense of unease with these other folks. And it's like, well... These guys might be higher, but at least they perform. At least they deliver. At least they do what they say they do, and there's value there. I may be willing to pay a little bit more for somebody who will just simply do what they say they will do. It's a one-two punch. Massive differentiator. So here's what you say, just like I mentioned, and here's how we would handle this. We would simply call very innocuous, very gentle, not, not imposing, not threatening. Hey, Mrs. Jones, just wanted to call and make sure that you received the quote. Sometimes our customers have emails that flag them as spam and and they don't realize that it's been sent. Did you get it? Well, great. Well, hey, well, I got you on the phone. Did you have any questions about the quote? Virtually, if the customer has got the quote and has actually looked at it, virtually every time they're going to have a question. And a question is awesome. It means they're engaged and it means they are entertaining doing business with you. So the simple fact that you have opened the door to let them ask a question gives you the opportunity to now explain Answer their questions, satisfy the need, show them how you're going to satisfy that need, and close the sale, which leads me to our third point, our third step. See, I told you this was simple. This is not complicated. Day one, present. Day two, you send the quote. Day three, you follow up on the quote. Now, one more step when you're asked, when you're on the phone on that follow-up, and this is what... This was a struggle for me, not coming from sales, and I don't know why the psychological burden or psychological hurdle exists of asking for the sale. It's like, well, here's what I think it is psychologically. It's like, okay, they haven't said no yet, which means it's still a possibility. (laughs) There's there's still a chance they're going to do this job. And I like 
the comfort of at least imagining that it's possible versus the certainty if they say no. It's kind of a sick, it's kind of a weird, it's kind of an odd way of thinking, but I'm pretty sure that's what was the struggle was for me. It was just uncomfortable because I didn't want to hear the word no. I just didn't like hearing that. But you have to ask for the sale. Some people aren't going to say no, but they also aren't going to say yes unless given the opportunity. That's just how some buyers are. It's not that they're going to go with somebody else. It's not that they're even consciously saying Hey, unless this guy asks me for the sale, I'm not going to buy countertops. They want countertops. Otherwise, they wouldn't be having this conversation with you. But for some reason, some folks, they need to be given the opportunity to say yes. That's all asking for the sale is. It's not a technique. It's not, it's not crafty. It's not clever. It's just simply giving the customer the opportunity to say yes. Here's how we asked for the sale, quote unquote, when we would get somebody on the phone. The first follow-up call. Well, Mrs. Jones, fantastic. Sounds like I've answered your questions. Just want to let you know, our schedule is filling up. Just curious, would you like to go ahead and reserve the next available date on our calendar? Simple as that. It's kind of a soft close. It's an opportunity for the customer to say yes or no. Sometimes they'll just go, uh, hmm, well, you know, yeah, I might as well. Because one of the things you've done here, our schedule is filling up. You've now created the fear of loss. Well, if I don't say yes now, that schedule is going to fill up and it might take longer to get my countertops done. And so that is a psychological technique. And then you've just given the opportunity to commit, which is all they need. Then you explain, how do we move forward? I'll go ahead and pencil you in. We'll get the contract written up and sent to you and we'll get that signed and get your deposit. So ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, stone shop owners, sales folks who are out there trying to convert more of these quotes to sales, I'm telling you, if you do nothing, nothing else, but simply Turn those quotes in a day, the next business day after you've had the conversation, you've done the presentation or received the drawings, and then if you follow up the next day, systematically, a absolute commitment, a ruthless discipline of following up the next day on the phone, Mrs. Jones, did you get the quote? If you did, did you have any questions? And before you let that that customer off the phone or that prospect, just simply giving them the opportunity to say yes, there's no pressure. It's not high pressure. It's just simply the opportunity to say yes. I promise you, fellow fabricator, you will see an immediate increase in the number of sales that you close without having to go out and generate more quotes, without having to do more advertising that generates more interest and more calls and more visits to your showroom. You don't have to do any more work. You simply have to change the time frame with which you do the work. Tell the customer you're going to send the quote the next business day. Send the quote the next business day. They're going to be wowed by that. They're going to be just like shocked. Then you follow up the next day, make sure that they got it, not caught in your spam folder, and then ask them if they have any questions. Once you've answered those questions, you simply give them the opportunity to say yes, which is asking for the sale. Fellow fabricator, I'm telling you, you can literally make this change in your business, in your mind over this weekend. This is going to be posted on a Friday. So by Monday, you can put this into practice. You can tell your sales staff, new rules. New law in town. The sheriff is, uh, has passed a new law. From now on, no deviation, no excuses. Every single solitary quote gets sent the day after the drawings are received or the day after the presentation or the measurements are taken. After that, every single quote is followed up on the next business day. You send the quote on Friday, Monday you better call and follow up on it. And hey, by the way, when you got that customer on the phone, <laughs> why not give them the opportunity to say yes? Hey, Mrs. Jones, our schedule's filling up. Would you like to reserve the next available date on our calendar? 
you're going to be surprised at how many people say yes when given the opportunity. So that's it. You were probably expecting a four-hour sales training presentation. Now, I may continue this into the next episode because there's two other factors that on the front end and on the back end of your sales process that are totally unrelated to this quoting part of it that are going to also have the potential to massively impact your sales and your profits. But that's it. Send the quote the next business day. Follow up the day after that. Ask for the sale. Give them the opportunity to say yes. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it took me 23 years to get to this level of discipline. And I can tell you, I saw it validated. The owner of our company, or I shouldn't say the owner of our company, the the owner who bought my company last summer is still using this system today with the same sales staff, and they're crushing it. They have had a run of, of, of exceeding the best months I ever had in the 23 years that I was in business. But they did it by expanding and utilizing the system I just explained to you. It can work in your business. Now, let me just give you an opportunity here to respond. In the event that you'd like to explore this further, if you'd like to continue this conversation, as you've heard me mention in the past, I do a fair fair bit of coaching on the side for stone shop owners implementing the tools that I share here on the Fab Lab podcast. If you'd like to explore that, I offer 90-minute complimentary, no-strings-attached coaching sessions for folks who want to explore what coaching is like. So if you just go to the show notes below, check out the one-on-one coaching link, just click there, answer a couple of questions. I'll reach out to you and we'll get something on the schedule. It's so fun. It's so impactful. Even if you never proceed with coaching, the value you will get by spending 90 minutes with me on a complimentary coaching call will blow your mind. Now, additionally, I've got a tool. It's called the Stone Shop Business Assessment. Part of that is your sales department. If you'd like to use an objective scoring method to sort of assess and evaluate your company as it stands right now, including your sales department, just click on the link in the show notes below. Take you to that form. You answer some questions, and it will score that for you to kind of indicate, hey, where are you doing well, and where could you use some improvement and some focus and some effort and energy? And so, ladies and gentlemen, I am so glad that you tuned into this podcast. I truly hope you will implement these three steps. You're going to beat the competition to the punch. You're going to take work from your competitors in what is probably going to become a slightly more competitive marketplace over the next 12 to 24 months. Those of you who implement this are going to take work from your competitors and your business is going to be more successful and more profitable. So ladies and gentlemen, tune in next week for the next episode. We're going to talk about how do you qualify customers and how do you create a killer sales presentation that allows you to charge more than your competition while still taking work out of their mouth. It's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, until then, happy fabricating.